All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome back for another quick, short turnaround, quick special bonus episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless. Here with my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Charlie Chase, baby. What's going on, my man? Everything's good, man. This is going to be a fun episode. This, the quarterlies. Yes, this is quarterlies. We, 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 we talked about this kind of fun like in high school because um, we both went to St. John's Prep, actually. We did. Yeah, we both Those went to facts. Same, yes, we both went to St. John's Prep in Astoria, and we talk about you know they had like semesters every four times you know so four weeks is gone of the playing playable season for the teams. Mm-hmm. So we do the quarter semesters and we're doing the quarter awards, the first quarter reviews. So you know th- this is a, just a little bonus episode to see how things are going along, and it's yeah. a it's a very exciting day for me. Yeah, why is that? Because let's go Yankees. Oh yeah, the uh, Yankee playoff game. You know, I'm, I'm a Met fan. This time of year, it gets depressing. But I, I could I could cheer for the Yanks. Yeah, I, listen. I, I can cheer for the Yanks. I always said it. I cheer for every New York team except the the Nets. Yeah, where uh, where are you watching the game? Uh, I will be watching it at my local bar, Charlie's. Oh, okay. Big shout out to D Mac. Yeah, yeah. You behind like that the place, stick, huh? bartending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no. Well, that's like the local bar, you know. So yeah. I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna watch the game there with my teammate. And uh, yeah, it's a, you know I'm, I'm hoping that the Yankees will win and then we'll keep this going. Yeah. And uh, you know, John Carlo playing uh, October baseball for the first yeah, time yeah, in his, in his career. Are you um, are you okay with Severino getting the start? I I I would have been okay with any one of those three people that they were mentioning the start between him, Chapman, and Tanaka. Yeah, I would have been comf- I would have been okay with either of them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't at the same time I wouldn't have loved either of them because it's kind of it's kind of like when you think about your lineup, right? And you think about you know you have. You have like let's say like like four running backs. Like I, I think my one time somebody asked on on like the fantasy life had somebody asked that they said they had like Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And Embarrassment they, of riches. And who? They, yeah. And who do they play? And I'm like, you're winning either way. Yeah. Like, yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're at that win- point, you're just playing matchup. Yeah. At that point, you just playing matchup. But it's yeah. like you know, you plug, you put, you put in a player that you think's gonna. You're just looking for who's gonna do the best. Right. You you you, you like every single one of them. So I like right. all my pitchers. Um, I mean, look, he's their most talented arm. I don't know if he's like the hottest right now. But he's done better towards the end of the season. He is their hottest arm, but you know, he started off great. And then after the break, he went on a slump. Right. Uh, so that's why that, because that, at the beginning of the season, there would have been like no doubt at all for a big time game like this. You could, you put him in. Yeah. Hap's been pitching well, though. That's the thing, too, because so I, I, I think I would have went with Hap, but that's we'll, what a lot of people we'll are saying. I hear that, like my boy uh, Ryan Patton, who big fan of the show and, yeah. you know, big, big, huge Yankee fan. He also said he would have went with Hap. Uh, and I know Tanaka's been doing very well lately. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's, it, it's like you said. I guess I don't know matchup or ride the hot hand kind of thing. But I guess he just went with the yeah. safest name. I guess you know if it, it's a one game playoff, you're gonna go down with like your best arm, right? Yeah, it's stuff like that. Like you know, like you know, you, you when you think about your lineup, you go with the safest name, but who could have the highest upside? You know right. what I mean? So it's like to me, Severino's the safest name. But I'm do excited you, to watch it. Do you like the one game playoff? Um, I do. Yeah, it make it gives it's a, exciting. It is. It is. That's what I'm saying. It gives it that little uh, excitement, yeah. you know, towards it. You Did know? you try to go to the game? 
No, I didn't even try. I didn't yeah. even attempt. I didn't. I didn't, uh, didn't even ask anybody if they were going. So yeah. I didn't uh, even attempt. It should be good. a good game. Um. All right, party people. So moving on now to uh, just like, as always with every episode that we do every time this season, we're talking about who's hurt. Uh, and then who's hurt? We're talking about, uh, like, just to give you guys a quick rundown of this. Once again, remember, follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast BFB. Even hit me up on the Fantasy Life app, Better Fantasy Bureau. We will help you along the way, and we always constantly keep updating you every time about the injuries. To let you know the things we already posted and not posted and talking about, uh, Devontae Freeman, Dan Quinn, it says he looks like he's going to play this weekend, back in full participation in practice. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, questionable to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Questionable is listed, but I say he's doubtful to listen. Yeah, the chest and the soul quick, quick turnaround doesn't help his causes to play. Nope, it's just sad because uh, it's very rare because T.Y. Hilton has only missed one game in his entire career so yeah. far. Joe Mixon, your boy, who I posted about on Twitter, and I'm getting a little bit of a uh, because people tell me because this is the truth to, to say it is that he is not cleared to play. That is the absolute truth that he is not cleared to play. But he's been saying uh, that that Lewis, the mm-hmm. head coach. When they ask him like to give like you know, the weather on the situation on it, he says it's lots of sunshine, it's all clear. Right. So you're sort of like kind of reading in between the lines. Yeah, that he's, he's hit. Well, play. the 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 writers, the all like, of, like the, the beat writers, the, the, yeah, the beat yeah. writers and the, and the official website writers mm-hmm. all putting it out there saying that Joe Mixon is going to play. Now, some now I put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram and I had some people come against me saying that um that it wasn't officially cleared and i understand and i get it that he wasn't officially cleared so that like that's why they're taking it with a grain of salt right but uh you know the head coaches are out there saying that listen it looks like he's gonna play it's mm-hmm. all sunshine from here on out so yeah I, I mean, look, I'm, 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 I'm a mixing owner i hope he does play because i've already put it out there saying that he will play sunday yeah so i'm like saying that so i get it that you know but that's what all the read writers are saying that he no he's gonna play and people are responding like what i don't get it what does that mean he hasn't been cleared is he gonna play or what and they're just responding with Yes. Right. They're just saying, like, Would these you, writers are saying, yes. I know that you, you, you aren't big on mixing in the preseason, but if you did own, like, any shares of him, would you start him? I would. Mm-hmm. If I... I I would if I had him and I, you know what I would start him because if I spent it if I spent it if I spent that much you of spent a it. spend it if I spent it uh, <laughs> stop making me say it if I spent that much of a high draft pick on him uh, and yeah, if he came back like you know what I'm gonna plug him in and if he does terrible whatever I'm gonna write it out. Uh, but if you want to be like extremely cautious, mm-hmm. like you, I know you play poker, right? Yeah, of course. You know Phil Hellmuth? Of course. Who doesn't know Phil Hellmuth? The Brett. People that poker don't. Brett. People that don't play poker or just play casually, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. You, he's, he's crossed over. But yeah, ever, I know who you're talking about. Did you ever hear about his personalities? His like animal types of personalities of poker players? No. Okay. That that's how much when I used to play poker back in the day. Shout out to all the. You know, the guys I used to play poker with, you know, uh, Rich San Pedro, Billy Miller. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my boys that played poker for a long time. Steve Huss and everybody. Um, so he said, so there's the thing he says, if you're a jackal personality, mm-hmm. you just bet like crazy. What else do you bet, 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 right, bet, right. bet, 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 You know, like you just go nuts with everything, you know? That's like, that's what he calls it. If you're a guy that just bets a lot and likes to just gamble a lot, you're a jackal. If you're a mouse... You play it's really, really safe. Right. You play it like, you know, you play very cautiously. You barely bet. You put just a little bit here and so there. So that would be like someone like Daniel Negramu. Negramu. No, see, Daniel Negramu would be somebody more like an elephant who plays the best, a little bit of both. And like, ah. is a little bit smart. Bet sometimes big, sometimes not. And there's another personality. I don't remember what it was. There was four animal personalities. And it's kind of like how to determine which each player is. And he explained it so all. So the jackal, the mouse, and the elephant. Those ones I remember. Mm-hmm. There's another one. And the elephant's the one who kind of just plays it very, is the smartest one out of all, in okay. a sense. Now, so if you wanted to be more like a jackal guy, 
then go ahead and play Joe Mixon. If you wanted to be extremely conservative and be like real cautious mm-hmm. and you wanted to be a mouse and you wanted to bench him, I understand. So if I play seven two off suit, that means I'm a, a jackal and I'm playing. Joe if Mixon you're like, this week. if if somebody's like betting you all in pre flop and you call it, yeah, you're kind of just like a nuts of a jackal. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what it is. All right, I don't know if I'm gonna go full jackal this week, but we'll see. <laughs> so, so that's what I mean by it. if you wanna. If I guess my little problem, I'm just saying at the end of the day, if you wanna ride out with your second round pick mm-hmm. and you wanna plug him in, go ahead. I more than likely probably would if I had him. Uh, but if you really just want to be just really really cautious because like you, like you said last week with the way Gio Bernard's been playing, they may not want to rush him back in. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. I get right. it. Uh, moving on, Leonard Fournette. The struggle continues. Yes, he is out for Sunday's game. Out again. If you have TJ Yeldon, which we picked up in mm-hmm. our big Instagram league, we picked him up off the waiver wire. Yeah, yes, we did, and we have him, and we're playing him this week. And we are starting him, <clears throat> plug and play. We're two and two in that league. He's going good so far. Uh, he's out for the game. Life is Gerald is questionable to play. It might be a game time decision from him. Uh, oh, speaking of Gerald Bernard, just saying he was not. Spotted at practice, Gio Bernard, for undisclosed reasons, and he was hurt at the end of the game against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys want to look at somebody to add on, Mark Welton is somebody to maybe you want to add on right away yeah. to your, you know, if Joe Mixon doesn't play, which I think he will. Right. If I already said he will, so hopefully I'm right about that. <laughs> if not, I'm going to have to write a big my bad on Twitter and Instagram. But if Joe Mixon plays, if Joe Mixon does not play and Gio Bernard does not play, Mark Welton's going to be the yeah, guy. Yeah, definitely be in. on your radar. Yeah, he's going to be the guy to get get it all. So uh, if you want to add him, just to see, you know, you need somebody, somebody's on the buy, play mm-hmm. him out. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, Greg Olson was saw, he was running sprints at practice. He was saw running sprints. Uh, he's a good sign to see that he'll return soon. I doubt going to be this week. Yeah. But he's going to return soon. Well, they enough. were projecting him to miss at least like six to eight weeks, right? I, 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 something like that. I'll be honest with you, I don't remember what the projections was since he first started, yeah. but it looks like about like five, you know, five, six weeks. Right. right. I think, I think like one or two more weeks will be mm-hmm. back. Anyways. Um, and Antonio Callaway was kept out of practice for a knee injury, and he is questionable. So as we said, party people, this is the award show. We're giving out a lot of our personal awards to these players um, for different kind of, uh, you know, reasons we're giving out these awards. We'll tell you what the awards are in a little bit. But just to give you guys all, you know, go work business first, and then we'll give you the guys the fun stuff in a little bit. Let's give you a preview of our Thursday night matchup. We really don't do that. Right. We we give we you know we do the Tuesday where we talk about what happened in the week before, and then we do the Friday night one where we talk about the week coming up. Mm-hmm. So we really you know once again we have like you know lives outside of this. Right now, if this was well, eventually if, you know we get you know the sponsorship and we get paid for this, then we'll put more time into that we want to. Of course. Well, so I well, want that's to. Usually the do way you it works. want to, Charlie? Of course, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. I love the bureau. <laughs> Like I like I said, I love doing this. Obviously, we you know we wouldn't love doing this if we didn't do this as it is already. We love doing this, and we you know when, when we do grow and then we get that sponsorship and then you know more of that income coming from this. And of course, we're gonna put mm-hmm. more of the time that we want to because I, you guys already know me. I could talk for for days and days, right. especially about stuff like this. Of course, especially arguing with you, sponsors. You li- you listening? And especially that I could argue with you and get right about some things, but all these picks of the game so far have been very wrong about. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna. It's, con- it's good to admit that you're wrong. Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll admit I'm wrong on a lot of things, yeah. and then there are gonna be things where I'll be stuck. But I'll just say no. I'm just being stubborn. Like when you like when you tell me like um, who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year, I'll be stubborn and just say Giants. Just the Giants, because because they have won every single Super Bowl though so far. You know what right. I mean? So I mean, we obviously, spoke about this in the preseason. Yeah, but they but your, your logic. But the thing is, they've won every Super Bowl so far. Yeah. So it's right for me to think they're gonna win this one, right? Of course. You can't tell me nothing. I'm yeah. gonna in my mind, the Knicks have won every f- championship too. Fifty-one years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> easily. All right. So no problem. So that's what I'm. So, uh, but it's fun to argue with you. So you know, when this keeps growing, we'll have more episodes coming on as it is. But just give you a Thursday night preview. Yeah. 
the Pats and the Colts. Pats and the Colts. Interesting game. Yeah, interesting your, game. What's your intake on this game, Charlie? Um, so I think the look the the Pats. Um, it's like every time they get written off, you know, they bounce back with a dominant performance. I think it was. Um, remember a couple of years ago when there was um, they went into that Monday night game against the Chiefs and like the writing was on the wall, like it was the end of the Brady era and you know the end of Bill Belichick and the the Patriot dynasty, and they put a whoop in on the Chiefs. What last year? No, no, no. It was like two, three years ago. It was a Thursday night game. No, no, it was a Monday night game. I don't remember that then. Yeah. So I know and, they um, played the Chase, the, the Chase, the, the Chase, the, the, <laughs> the Chiefs last year on Thursday night. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't last it was year. It was like two or three years ago. Okay. It was like the, the whole thing, like the, you know, the, the Belichick era is over. The, the New England run is, is done. Um, and they put a beating on the Chiefs. Now, same thing. I mean, look, you know, before last week, Everyone was saying how, you know, the, the Patriots were cooked, Tom Brady's on the downside, this and that, and they go out and they put a dominant performance on the Dolphins, division rival. So, um, you know, just getting back to the game, I think, um, you know, I think I'm going to see a little bit more of that. I think that, look, the, the Colts defense has played better than expected, uh, but I, I like the Patriots. I think they're starting to click. That running game starting to chirp. Um, you know, I think the addition of Gordon is going to help their offense. I mean, you have, you didn't see it right away. And they get Julian Edelman back this week. What's your take on that? Um, if, if I have him, I, I don't own any shares of Edelman. Pl- plug and play for me, though. I got him in two leagues. Got him in two leagues. Two big leagues. fan. Fat head up on my wall. Retweeted <laughs> me in high school. Um, <laughs> would you, are you starting him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to, right? Well, also because Mike Evans is out for one week. All right, and so the, the decision was made for you. And kinda. I have somebody else out in yeah. the league that I'm playing. Oh, T.Y. Hilton's out this week, too. Okay, so, so the decision was made for you. Very, very, very. But if, let's say those two were in. But I drafted them in both, both, for mm-hmm. both reasons to be a flex player. Yeah. I didn't draft him to be a top two. I didn't see anyways. anything that he was going to be on a snap count or anything like that. Listen, I think it's it's all systems he go showed, for him. He showed up at 7 o'clock in the morning of yeah. practice. He was, and he, he played in the preseason. He, yeah, he, no, he, listen, he's this is the thing about Julian Edelman now. This is the good about it. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody else on that team, as far as wide receiver goes, he has the most rapport with Tom Brady. Yeah. And for Tom Brady, listen, I get it in his age or whatever it is, and every year it's another thing, another thing. He's still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I don't like admitting it, but it's the truth. He's still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I, I think he's the greatest, but that, that's a different I agree, conversation. I, no, that's, it's arguable to say. No. I, and you're not crazy for saying it. You're right. not wrong for, for, for assuming that. Mm-hmm. So for one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, to trust you that much, for you to be his most trusted allied weapon, mm-hmm. that only just bodes well for you. And not for nothing, because they said that Gronk's ankle injury was not serious, but it's it's still saying that he might be out. I don't know if he's 100% out, but it might be out Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So, uh, but Gronkowski is like questionable every game. He Yeah. You know, for he's, most, he's questionable in May. I mean, he, he missed he missed practice again uh, today. Yeah. He missed practice again today, so uh, yeah. So we'll see how that situation situation shakes out. But look, I mean, the return of Edelman definitely bodes well for that offense, especially especially more so if yeah. Gronk does miss it. That you and know, Gordon Edelman. getting more involved, you know, like he, you know, he was targeted several times this past week, and I I, just, I see those numbers going up. Yeah, uh, my w- one big thing that I want to say out of this game is that you know the Pats. One thing about the Pats and the defense is that they had given up so far eight touchdowns mm-hmm. so far this season. Twenty two teams so far have given up less than eight touchdowns. So they're like they they they've given up a lot of, and this yeah. pa- this is passing touchdowns, excuse me. Right. They yeah, so 22 teams have given up less than eight passing touchdowns and the Pats are not one of those 22 teams. Mm-hmm. They're one of the 10 that's given up eight or more. Right. Uh and so far New England is ninth though, then on the other side for fewest points for fewest passing yards allowed 
They've only allowed so far 905 in total. Mm-hmm. That is a rate of 226 passing yards per game. Now, Andrew Luck, which is which is a pretty crazy stat actually. Uh, last week, he was the second player. In, I didn't notice he was the second player in NFL history to lose a game after throwing for more than 450 yards. I did not know that. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I did not. Now you do. Now All I right. Do. That's, a, that's a crazy stat, though. <laughs> it is. Second, only second player to do that. Second player in NFL history to lose a game after throwing more than 450, 450 yards. Who, uh, who was first? I didn't even look at that. I just thought he was the second one. Yeah. I didn't even look at that, to be honest with you. I'll find it out, though. Um, so, yeah. So, as I said, is that um, the, 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 the Pats give up 226 passing yards. Luck is averaging 281 passing yards so far mm-hmm. with that big one last week where he threw for 446. But if you want to take away that 446 yarder that he had last week. He's still throwing for 220 yards over the first three weeks. So mm-hmm. all these numbers are still pointing for him having over 200 yards for having a really solid game. And because of the offense of the Pats clicking and the Colts defense not being that great, mm-hmm. this another game that has like shootout written all over it. Right now, the Pats defense has been a little bit better, but you know it just looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be all over it. Uh, and Brady, I think, is gonna shoot the lights out too. I mean, he's uh, he, but the thing is, it's weird about his first three games. He only completed 57 57 percent. Of his passes throwing to his wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, that shockingly enough puts him at QB 28 at the qualifying 32. So, uh, with having Julian Edelman back, I think it's going to really boost him up. It's going to make things better. James White has been outstanding lately. So, yeah. And Sony Michelle is starting to get rolling also. Sony Michelle is starting to get rolling a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's, starting, he's starting to. You know, Who do you like in the game? It's a tough one. I like the Pets. I like the Pats as well. All right. We're going to go with the Pats then. All right. Uh, and since this is a quarter of the NFL season that is finished, and our big thing is that you're a big Cowboys fan. Yes. The biggest. Okay. Which makes me hate you the most person in my life. Good, most hated good. person I, in my I, life. I love the hate. The most I, hated I, person I, in my life then. I love the hate. Uh, and uh, I'm just asking, so how do you feel about your Cowboys and how they're doing for the first quarter of the game? Um, look, first quarter of the season. Uh, first quarter me. of the season, um, I'd be happy if they were 3-1. and one. I'm okay with them being you know 2-2. Two and two. You know, So, look, I said in the beginning of the year, I see the Cowboys as a 8-10 to 10 win team. And I think 10 wins will get you um, in contention for the division and a wild card. So, look, in the NFL, the difference between 8-8 eight and eight and 10-6 and six is a missed field goal, a fumble, a pick six. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very thin line between being 8-8 eight and 10-6. Eight and, and six. So, look, I mean, look, after four games of 500, it seems like, you know, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. Um, their schedule is a little soft, you know, coming up. So if they could go on a two-, three-game run, I think it'll help well. Now, here's the thing. What is the thing? Zeke Elliott. You know, we said it. We I spoken about I've it at, at Nosium. You, you know, the guy that yeah, you, know, heard of him. You, have a, you have a crush on. You think he's good looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, feed, feed him the ball. Like, everything is going to start and end with 21. Get him the ball. Good things will happen. Um, they have a defense that's going to, you know, that is better than a lot of people thought. It's going to keep them in a lot of games. And you have a dynamic player like that. They could, you know, you could you could win a lot of games that you're not supposed to win. So all in all, so far so good. Um, and I think that they're going to be right in the mix. Um, I, I think that they'll be in contention for the division, and you know, either a wild card or a, a division win. Because look, no one's running away with that division. The Eagles, you know, look not like as of t- yet. No, the Eagles look like they've taken a step back. Um, you know, the Giants have had their struggles. The Redskins, you know, doing are they for, be- they're doing are better they, than what you they, expected, though. Yeah, Redskins. I mean, look, Peterson kind of came out of you know left field, and, and he's and doing he's pretty good so doing far, doing extremely well for them. Yeah. So, so we'll see. It's uh, it's a good start to the 
year, though. The thing that 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 you know makes the NFL great, though, is that it's exciting. There's so much parity. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, look, the the Rams look like they're a juggernaut, but you know, are they going to be there at the end? We'll see. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks like that. And what is funny because it's I remember we were talking about this before about mm-hmm. uh, how there's so many dominant teams. I felt in the NFC, right? With you know the Rams, but, but is that really though? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Right. <laughs> it's like you know, I said at the beginning. If you just think about it, like is the Rams, you know, the Packers, the Vikings, the, Vikings, right. the Eagles, the Falcons. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you the, all those teams that you're thinking of, and it's like oh man, and you would think the AFC would be wide open, mm-hmm. but you nothing. Like I said, the the, the pa- Patriots are starting to come back up. A bit. The Dolphins are doing really well. The yeah. Chiefs are doing very well. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? The Bengals are doing very well. Mm-hmm. The Titans are three and one. You know, the Jags are three and one in the same division with yeah. the Titans there. And you know, and not for nothing, the Ravens are showing like fight like it it really is like wide open. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean but it's not so much I I thought it was like not as competitive as the NFC. Right. And it's just these teams are starting to like show more than what you thought right. you were gonna see out of them. And it's and it actually said it's like fun because like that's like the it's difference been, with the, it's been a great football season so far. It's, it's like the I difference like, with the NBA, right? The NBA, you just know, all right, Golden yeah, State. The, the, there's those four or five dominant teams. And Most of them are all in the all in the West, and it's it's no fun. Like it's basketball really starts to get fun during like May, June, because you know like I mean? even like last year, like all right, so Cleveland's gonna take over, and Toronto's gonna do really well, and then the Celtics, and yeah, and then you were like. All right. right, every other team's like so. So well, now I mean, look now it, you know just to kind of sidetrack to basketball for a second, the East will be a little bit more competitive this year with LeBron out west. So, well, we'll, th- thankfully, we'll we'll see. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's just, but it, I know, but I know what you mean. That uh, that's why it's yeah. fun because it is, it's more to see and more of the unexpected could happen. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like the, how many overtime games have we seen? How many ties? Ties have we seen? already. Yeah. You know, it's, you know? it's a lot of parity. I how mean, many, and look, it's good for the NFL. How many tight ends it. died? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely good for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so your Giants, uh, one in three after four weeks. That's the first thing you said. Thank you. Yeah. Well, listen, I gotta set it up. Set it up for you. Put it up there for you on a tee. So give me, uh, give me your uh, take on the Giants for the first four weeks. My take on the Giants, uh, definitely. And I said that we we argued this a lot last week, mm-hmm. and I said that still Saquon Barkley is still the right pick to make. Mm-hmm. That guy is pure NFL ready. And he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting worse. There's no way for that. Special talent for sure. Extremely special talent. Now, the offensive line has improved a lot. I didn't know this. And I, I, I actually, uh, shout out to my boy Tim who, who sent a meme about this and it was like a stat, but Eli wasn't touched once in the first half of the game last week. Mm-hmm. So after the four games and for one half, this terrible offensive line, doesn't allow Eli to be touched once. Right. I think he was only pressure like twice. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that's starting to worry me is the fact like Pat Shermer is starting to worry me. It's too early because I know Pat Shermer is a big offensive-minded coach. And it's an offensive-minded time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with that with that sack the quarterback, uh, you know, rule changes. and also, It's definitely an right. offensive-minded time. Right. All the rules are geared towards the offense. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. defenses don't know how to really defend against that, that stuff for the most part. So it really is all towards the offense. Like you said, you know, offensive, everything. And it's just a lot of his decisions that he's making. Like I said last week, and I said, you know, with that game against the Saints, if you would, that's where the Saints get hurt is deep, deep balls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like down the fields where they get hurt. And Eli wasn't pressured. And wasn't touched for an entire half. Right. And he was still releasing the ball within like two seconds or less. Mm-hmm. He was still checking the ball down. Right. So it's just like 
it's that was that to me was more coaching script. Now that could be just a lot with Eli just trying to like you know feeling safe with Saquon to throw it to him, whatever it is. But you know, there's you gotta see some certain plays like Odell's like wide open, a guy this guy right, beat right. down right. the field, and he'll force other passes. So like Eli hasn't been great so far, but I think that Eli is better than what us Giants fans are making him out to be. Mm-hmm. And once again, I think it's because of the illusion that people feel. Oh, since we did, and I think it's more people also. Most people who are talking bad about Eli. And I'm not saying I'm talking great about Eli. Mm-hmm. I'm just not talking about him as bad as most people are. I think those are the people who are the Sam Darnold lovers. Right. Not to say that they hate Saquon Barkley, but the people who wanted Sam Darnold are, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's like anything else in life. When you when you want to make a point and you see you're going to see more of your point become reality more and more for the littlest of things. Right, right. You know what you I mean? Can't really understand the other side of it. Right, because that that's your tendencies. It's just like it's just like you know, like you hate the Giants, I hate the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So then when the Cowboys do something bad. Ah, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? Like this is what's going to go right, forward. You harp and on when, the point. Because that's just my 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 instincts. That's right. my nature to do so. And I would you know. So that's your your nature. The Giants fan, as the Giants hater, yours the Giants hater. If you see the Giants do something bad, like oh, but how can you be satisfied with this and a third? Right. Which is fine. And it's hard to keep your mind open to see the otherwise. And yeah. I get it. I'm not happy with what Eli's doing. But I think it has a lot to do too with the coaching script that Pat Shermer is not making the greatest calls. Because like I said, you know, another time I think it was the first game in the season. No, second game in the season. With with the Cowboys, we're one in inches. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton did a fake punt that led to the first three points for the Saints, and we're fourth in inches very early in the game, and we're in right. Cowboys territory. He's, he's a little bit more conservative. Yeah, don't go for it. But on fourth and one, you make Eli go for it twice. Right. You know what I mean? So this is all like that. I think this is Pat right. Shermer's decisions. Right. Of course. The thing that I've seen with the Giants, I mean, obviously I haven't watched them as much as you have, um, but it seems like there's not a lot of creativity in their offense. Like they're not like you have these dynamic playmakers. Like look, Odell's a dynamic playmaker. Um, Saquon Barkley, you know, anytime he gets the ball, he could take it to the house. But they're like they're not putting Odell in motion. He's not playing out of the slot as much as you know. I'd like to see if I was a Giant fan. So you know, where's the creativity in the offense? For, and Pat Shermer is known to be That's a creative what I'm saying. guy. He's this so, offensive guru, like yeah. And and Odell's yet to have a receiving touchdown. Yeah, he hasn't had a receiving touchdown yet. It's another Julio Jones. Yeah, like, in his he's offense. got the Julio syndrome. Yeah, it's something like that. You know, I mean, but 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 overall, overall, I just see that. We're improving. Mm-hmm. I just believe that we're like because what the biggest thing is the offensive line is improving. Right, our weapons on paper, it's just it's scary to look at. Right, but we haven't reached to be that offense to be um, as scared as as the names on, on, on right. you know like like would, would convey. But uh, right. so where where do you see the Giants ending up? If you had to make a prediction for the rest of the year, for, I still say about eight and eight. Eight and eight. I still say. I mean, because look, defense wise, it's still not even that bad. They're they're still the top ten for the fir- for the fewest passing uh, yards allowed. You know, so like, but they're getting beat up on the ground, especially last week. They got beat up on the ground. You know, they've allowed already five hundred and four rushing yards throughout mm-hmm. the season. But the, the defense, the secondary, at least, Landon Collins is a beast. You know what I mean? The, the, you know, when, when Olivier Vernon, that could change more for creating more pass rushes. Eli Apple, the start of the season, has been doing better. So I just think that things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't gotten there yet. So I'm telling Giants fans, let's be patient. I know right. we're not happy. I'm not happy. But let's be patient. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. All right. So now it's time for the awards. Time for the awards. Cue the music. I didn't set up any music, man. It was we we decided to do this uh, like sometime See, this look, weekend. It's, it's we decided a, it's over a the bonus weekend. episode. Yeah, we decided this over the weekend, and uh, we didn't set everything. You know, listen, it's a lot. I get it. You know, you got a lot going on. I got a lot going on. So uh, yeah, let's start off. Let's start off real easy, though. Let's start off with the MVFP, the most valuable fantasy player. Who 
do you believe, Charlie, it's going to be? I mean, look, uh, so far it's got to be between two people. Who? Um, Camaro, Todd Gurley. And I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Correct. Good job, Charlie. It is Alvin Kamara who we're giving this award to. Now, yes. just for you guys also to, really, to, to, to know, to understand that, like I said, we did decide on this show just really very soon. And, uh, you know, we had to put it together, obviously, with the right time. And we do have a lot of things going on, Charlie and I. So it's kind of like it looks it's like I picked out who got these awards. And then you're going to like uh, radiate with me or not. And, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't even put it together as best I could. But still, these are awards. And I know and I know for a fact you agree with me on these awards. Of course. And I know you have your intake to what I'm saying because, you know, but. All right. So, I mean, look, Alvin Kamara so far this year, uh, 275 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. 35 receptions on 47 targets, 336 yards through the air, and another touchdown. Now, Mark Ingram does get back this week, so we'll see what what that does for his production. But this is a quarterly award, and for the first quarter of the NFL season, there hasn't been a more dynamic player than Alvin Kamara. Maybe Todd Gurley, and you know Zeke is kind of making a case with the uh, push that he had last week, but... Uh, it is Alvin Kamara. He's been shoulder, head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. So he's our first quarter MVP. Kamara, now I said this before preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like kind of like a given as Kamara. But Kamara, I said last, I said that you know, limit your expectations. Yeah, I never said he was going to be a bust. I never said he was going to be bad. Right. I just said that he just did so great last year. It's just you know, it's just hard to see him keep doing it. Right. And that's why I was a little bit nervous about taking him where he was. But he's obviously silenced everybody. And like you said, he's done it without Ingram. Kamara last year was averaging 19.6 fantasy points per game at the end of the year. And in right. his first four weeks of last season, he was averaging 10.2. Remember, this is how an hour way of play, which is full PPR, right. 12 team leagues. Uh, he is now averaging an amazing 34 points per game. He is tied with Carlos Hyde for the most rushing touchdowns so far, five mm-hmm. in total. And then amazingly, he is third in the NFL, not just for running backs, but for wide receivers too, mm-hmm. with receptions. And he's only behind Adam Thielen and Michael Thomas. He is the most valuable fantasy player after four weeks in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, I think that he's if the way he's going, he's going to probably be the same at the end of the year, the most valuable fantasy player. Right, right. And just from like the eyeball test, like you know, I, I've watched pretty much a little bit of every game so far this year of him, and he just looks faster than everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the the guy is like a truly, truly unique talent for sure. I I I just really think that it's that that it is crazy that of uh he's third. I mean, in, out of anybody, in um, he's the only running back in the top ten mm-hmm. that, that, out of receptions. The second running back is he's he's tied for thirteenth, and that's Saquon Barkley with twenty seven receptions. But everybody else is wide receivers and only uh, one tight end, which is Zach Ertz, who's in the top ten, and right. that's uh, Alvin Kamara is the only running back in the top ten. And that's, mm-hmm. I just think it was crazy because he's not tied with anybody else. He's just third, fourth place is Juju Smith-Schuster, who's tied with Odell and Zach Ertz at thirty one. All right, so now. Biggest waste of a pick. Biggest waste of a pick. Um, so give me some choices here. Uh, I just want you to give me your intake on it. Just give me your intake who you would just assume be the biggest waste of a pick. Uh, right now, if I had to um, feet to fi- to, uh, my feet to the fire, I would say Leonard Fournette. Okay. Fournette. Because of his injuries? He's not. He's a candidate, though. Yeah. He was definitely a candidate. Leonard for Fournette. And, um, I mean, look, I'm I'm guilty of this. Like, I, I, um, I still wasted a pick on Des Bryant this year thinking that he might – end up on somebody's roster 
and that hasn't happened yet. So yeah, but you see, the thing is with Des Bryant is that he's uh, you know, he took him so late, he didn't really hurt your team. Yeah, you know, there was a couple took him, of, like with the last pick. Yeah, like like Larry Fitz was another candidate for this thing, biggest waste of a pick because of how unproductive. But that's not so much his fault, but yeah, because of the offense. He's another candidate for that because of how uh, mm-hmm. you know, he sometimes is some you know, if you he's taking a third round, so he probably went running back, running back, and then right. Larry Fitzgerald. So yeah, that's why. Uh, but I mean, also, I mean, not to cut you off. I mean, no. look, it, you guys could go back and listen to one of the first or second podcast and i'm gonna take a little bit of a victory lap here and i said that the contract situation with left bell could get really really ugly and you remember in the preseason for me the first overall pick was between Gurley and zeke I-, I said it the whole preseason so look i mean i wanted no part of david johnson i hadn't wanted no part of left bell um so maybe left bell's in there also left bell is not only in there left bell is actually the biggest Waste, waste of, pick. of a pick. That's See, guys, on. you should have listened to me in the preseason. Lev Bell, it has. The thing is, it has to go to him. Now, yeah. if you were drafting before that Wednesday night, before the Thursday night game, because mm-hmm. I know when I, when I had one draft on my Wednesday night, Lev Bell went ninth overall. The only reason he went ninth overall because it was an online draft, and then Nelson, that's his name, mm-hmm. he didn't sign on, to, or he said he they wouldn't let him, or whatever he said. He didn't sign on in time, and the computer automatically picked Lev Bell ninth overall mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but if you were drafted, that's what you get for not making your drafts. <laughs> exactly, or making it just live. Did he get a kick in the second round? No, he did not. No, no, he got <laughs> he got in time for the second round. I think he took like I think he took Freeman. So I didn't even look. We we'll see what he's doing right now. Anyways, the point is is that if you were drafting before the Wednesday night, before the first game of the season, you more than likely spent a first or second round pick on him, and he hasn't played a game yet. Now yeah. he didn't win this for being a bust. This is not the biggest bust right. of the year pick. It's the biggest waste of a pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if he would have played, because he's going to produce. He yeah. would have produced if he would have played 100%. That guy could walk off his couch and run for 150 yards. Yeah, exactly. 100%. You know, so. <laughs> but like I said, I, it's the, the reason he is the biggest waste of a pick is because you spent a first or a yeah. second round pick on him or a third round pick in one league. Uh, the first when I, that I run with my friend Kento, Sunday Funday F Money League, shout out to everybody in that league. Uh, my boy Mudu took Gurley number one. Mm-hmm. I went because you and I already took Bell in another league. I went and I took Antonio Brown number two overall. And then Lev Bell went number three. Uh, so anyways, uh, but I thought I would never be saying this in the while this guy's been in the NFL. But Le'Veon Bell has been the biggest waste of a pick. That's uh, Congratulations, Lev. You played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you want to know something funny, too? I'm looking at you in the first, first uh, where I'm finding this out right now. Zeke Elliott is averaging 20.9 points a game. Zeke the freak. Saquon Barkley is averaging 23.5. Well, look, when you get 14 catches a game for for 30 yards, still, that's going to happen. Still outproducing <laughs> him fantasy-wise. Still outproducing him fantasy-wise. I'm not looking at all the other stats. I'm just saying fantasy-wise, he's still the better player right now. That's, that's, Let's see. Right as of now, Zeke's starting to get as his groove. Of, for the first four weeks, Saquon Barkley is the better fantasy player than Zeke so far. All right, so moving on to the biggest steal of the draft. That's what we're moving on to right now, the biggest steal in the draft. Because we had another award that we kind of wanted to give out, which is the worst pick in the first in the, in the first two rounds. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of still going to go to Lev Bell. Yeah. So I'm kind of scratching that award. He's got two awards, one for each hand. Yeah, pretty much, right? So now the award for the biggest steal of the draft. The biggest steal of the draft. Ooh, I off, know, I know. Well, I, I don't know if you're going to know, but who off the top of your head would assume would be the biggest steal of the draft? Uh, the Stephen Curry lookalike. What? Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. Mm. Come on, you don't see Steph Curry? No, no, not Steph Curry's daughter. 
Aisha Curry? No, his daughter. That's oh, his wife, daughter, that's man. Wife. So, one of the Currys. I don't know which one it is. Riley. Riley Curry. It looks just, yeah. I saw that the other day. There was a meme. It was like, remember Riley Curry? You feel mm-hmm. old yet? And he's like, and he's all grown up. That's yeah. what it looks like. He, he's up there for one of them, but, 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 but he's not. Patty Mahomes? No, he's not up. I did not give him the award for the biggest seal of the draft. Now, he's definitely up there, but he did not get the biggest seal of the draft. And there's reasons why he didn't get the biggest seal of the draft. Do you have anybody else you want to take a guess at who won the biggest seal of the draft award? Biggest seal of the draft. Um, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Who, who else? Now, just so everybody that's listening, you guys are going to have your own opinions. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Are you going to say Andrew Luck? No, I'm not going to say Andrew Luck. That is fine. You're going to have your own opinions. I have my opinions, and then we're talking about the opinions. And I'm, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Like, Pat Mahomes is definitely a candidate for that, and you're not wrong, you know. But everyone, like, like in any award show, everyone's going to have their opinions. Mm-hmm. I just think that mine's at least fair enough. People at least know that it's considerations of it, that, you know, it's fair to say. The biggest deal of the draft award for me goes to, and Chris Moodoo's going to hate this, Matt Ryan. Matty Ice? Because. Unlike Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan was going undrafted in yeah. a lot of leagues. I could see that. Pat Mahomes was being drafted higher. He was being drafted more around the 10th and 11th round. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was either going undrafted or going around 13, 14, like in 12 yeah. to 14 rounds. He's balling out. Guy was, like I said, he was going, that's the reason why he got it because he went undrafted in some leagues. Look, and there's a good reason why he went undrafted, okay? He was a stud two years ago. He was an MVP candidate in the NFL. And then the year after that, he was on average a fourth round pick, which was just last year, mm-hmm. and was awful. He was terrible. Right now, he is currently the number two QB overall. And speaking about your boy Pat Mahomes, who I wrote down here in the notes, besides the season that he's having, like I said, Pat Mahomes was drafted in pretty much all leagues. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was in, sometimes went undrafted. Pat Mahomes only has how many more points do you think he has than Matt Ryan? He has more points than Matt Ryan. How many more? Um, it's been four games. I'm gonna say, and with the with what games have he been playing? He threw over, you know, with right. 13 touchdowns. He's thrown 14 touchdowns in total so far. Pat Mahomes. I'm say around 10. Close enough. Seven. Seven. Okay. Pat Mahomes only has seven more points than Matt Ryan right. in total. And like I said, I know his first game was very rusty. Me being a Matt Ryan owner, it was made me really scared, especially what I did last year. But moving forward, he's averaging with his first game that he did terrible. He only got me eight points. He's averaging 32.8 points a game. Only Alvin Kamara and Pat Mahomes have more points per game than Matt Ryan. So whenever if you drafted him, there was great value for that pick. And uh maybe if you if you got him off the waiver wire. Yeah. Great, great value. Yeah, and that look, that offense is, is chirping right now. I mean, yeah. no pun intended, Falcons. Um, but Falcons don't chirp. They kind of chirp. I know what they? you mean by it's a bird. <laughs> it's, it's a bird. Chirp, but I get it. I <laughs> they, see what you they mean. They make some weird noise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, it's the guy's been balling out, man. Like Calvin Ridley, like the, the kids. Are, I mean, look, everyone's scoring on that team except for who? Uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. But he's still putting up fantasy numbers. Everybody, or at least. even the coaches catching touchdowns. He's putting so. up fantasy numbers, or at least. Yeah. Another person I really did strongly consider for this award for the biggest seal of the draft award, not for nothing, was also James White. James White, yeah. Listen, he's averaging nineteen point one fantasy points per game, man. Mm-hmm. That's great. For, that's great for him. He was, yeah. you know, he was especially a PPR monster. Yeah, man. Remember, once again, all these awards are all based on the way that we that uh, here at yeah. the bureau play fantasy football, which is full PPR. Yeah. All right, now the you owe me award. Oh, this is you owe one. me award. This is the award for the person who was taken highly. Mm-hmm. It was a high pick. 
taken to have a great season, mm-hmm. is not doing that well, but is still expected to do well. This is the award for the guy, you owe me some points. You owe me some production. I put a lot of faith into you. I put a big draft pick into you. You were a big part of my team moving forward. Mm-hmm. You owe me some points. Yes. Who do you think the you owe me award goes to? Well, he wouldn't owe me because I was smart enough not to draft him. You did draft him. I did draft him. Uh, we did. Draft oh, him. so we're gonna. But who did you think it was? David Johnson. No, he's up there though, and I'll tell. But keep going. But you did draft this guy, David jo- uh, Joe Mixon. No, no, no. Joe Mixon got hurt. You can't get. I know, but I'm hurt. saying, you know, you owe me for the rest of the year. Um, that we drafted. You drafted in the uh, in the league that we have together. Yes. That we you and I split a team with the big Instagram league with the other uh, fantasy football advisors. Mike Evans. No, he's doing good. Who? Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski, okay. Rob Gronkowski. Now, there's yeah. few people here that were up for this award. There was a couple mm-hmm. people. Dalvin Cook was up for the award. Leonard Fournette was up for the award. Larry Fitzgerald was up for the award. The closest one who was I was really going back and forth between was Gronk and David Johnson. Yeah. Those are the closest ones. But Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette, you know, listen, they were hurt, so it's not so much. But even though Dalvin Cook on the field hasn't been that productive, Larry Fitzgerald, he's a little hurt now, but it's just mm-hmm. it's not so much what he's been doing. It's his whole team hasn't been productive for the most part. You know, just the whole team's supposed to be bad. Like, right. you, know, you had Sam Bradford. You I mean, don't think on. for when they were drafted, David Johnson's a bigger you owe me? You invested a top four pick overall. No, because of the fact, I'll tell you why. This is why he wasn't. You know, uh, I could get it, but David Johnson was a top five pick overall. You know, David Johnson was the closest one, I understand, because he was a top five pick. But at least he's had three games in double digit scoring. Mm hmm. That's the reason why David Johnson didn't make it because he's still averaging more or less about 17 points right. per game. Yeah, Gronk, he's scoring touchdowns. He just hasn't had that big game yet. Gronk, yeah, but he's averaging like about I think like 14, 17. How much is he averaging? I'll look it up right yeah, it's, now. It's right around there because I, I I play him in daily. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Give me one quick second. He is averaging 14.4. Okay, so that's what it was. 14.4 yeah. points a game, but he's had three games in double digits. He had a game uh, with 17 points and 16 and 18, and then the one really bad game of five. Gronk has had only one game. With double-digit touchdowns. This is why I gave the award to Gronk. Now, that he's averaging only 10 points per game. Mm-hmm. He was taken ahead of guys like Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and even players in the same position to take it ahead of guys like Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. Right. Now, Who have outproduced and now, them. Yes, way outproduced them, and now he has this ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Now the reason, now like I said, this is a you owe me award because Gronk is still the type of player to still give you the points that you've been missing, what yeah. you've been lacking. You invest. He's actually. I'm sorry, Fleck. I don't mean to cut you off, but he's actually way down on the tight end list. Like when you like he's um, he's behind Rudolph, he's behind Ebron, he's behind Kittle as far as production goes. Now, I mean, look, that, that'll correct itself, but but yeah, I, I hear you. Listen, man, he's had seven, he, the first game. He did great. Seven mm-hmm. receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown for 23 fantasy points. The next game. Two reception for 15 yards. Yeah. Four receptions for 51 yards. And then four receptions for 44 yards. So it's like, you owe me, Gronk. You yeah. owe us. Right. We own him in our league. We took him now. Where we took him, we had a lot of value where we took him. Yeah. We took him very early in the third round. We had a second overall pick in that league. Right. And we took him with the second pick in the third round. Yeah. And he we, was going like towards the beginning of the second round. He was going towards the, yeah, like not middle, middle end. Middle right. end of the second round. Yeah, he was going more or less. But still, the you owe me award and you you owe me big time, God. Rob, Rob, you owe me big time, Rob. Gronk, get it together. Gronk, you owe me big time. All right, so uh, moving on right now. Best rookie award. All right, are you going to be biased with this pick, Flex? Uh, well, who do you, obviously you know who it is, right? Well, I think it's only between two. And who are they? Saquon and Calvin Ridley. Now, Saquon gets the award for the best rookie award, and I've literally wrote it down here. You <laughs> can read what I wrote down if you want. You can read what I wrote down. Shocker. He almost did not get this award. 
because of what Calvin Ridley has done. Now, yeah. There's two reasons. There's two reasons why I give the award to Saquon Barkley. So hear me out. Okay. And I didn't want. The I, wanted floor to, is I, yours. Want, I wanted to make sure that I didn't want to sound like a homer here. Saquon Barkley gets the award for the best rookie because he's averaging. 23.5 points per game. So he's been the veteran fantasy player between him and uh, Ridley. He's been outproducing him fantasy-wise, right? But the thing is, is that he's doing this, Saquon Barkley, with a bad offense. Now, on paper, he has very good players. They just, like I said before, we talked about the preview, about how to do in the first quarter of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. The Giants' offense has not been moving as well as it should be and as well as it could be. It hasn't. Saquon has been doing this all with taking lemons and making lemonade, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he's 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 like I say he's, he's taking just with yeah he's taking he's, poop and sprinkling coming in the gold and making right. it gold. You know what I making mean? Making the pancakes exactly, exactly. He's making it fantastic, and it's just um, Calvin really on that team in the Falcons. Like he he really almost got this award. He's been doing great, and mm-hmm. I said it. He's the best wide receiver in the draft. But DJ Moore taking over him. I don't know why, but. Calvin really was the best wide receiver. He is now the new Roddy White to that team. That's right. very safe to say, right? Probably maybe even better. But when right. Julio, Julio Jones and Roddy White with those two together was yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Well, I mean, like the kid just and look, I mean, does he look that good if he's not opposite Julio Jones? Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? You never know. But he got put into like the perfect situation. Well, right now, as a rookie, he's killing it. And, yeah, yeah like you said, and the, the guy, like I, I watched a lot of Atlanta Falcons football this year. The guy just runs amazing routes. Like mm-hmm. his route running is is incredible, high level. No, he really is, and yeah. and, and, I, and and that's why you know I like you know you see too like he's like. You know, doing some juke moves, which are leaving you know like mm-hmm. defenders in the dust. Think he's going one way and he's going another. So he's doing great, Cavarelli. He definitely is another. Player. You know, somebody said he's Six the best touchdowns. If you say he's the best rookie, I'm not mad at you. We're yeah. giving the best rookie award to Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley has done more with mm-hmm. less. I'm okay with that. I could have won to either one. I, I would have been okay the, with. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, he's not producing fantasy wise, but he's doing more with less. Uh, and you know, and it's like I said, he's already setting franchise records. Saquon Barkley, when we lost to your Cowboys, he already set a record for the for the franchise with 14 receptions. That goes right ahead our great tiki barber saquon barkley is a fantasy rock star the right pick for us and i'm super excited to see what he does for the rest of the season congratulations saquon the woods all yours yes 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 uh call us directly and let us know when you want to come over and pick it up uh okay um moving on best quarterback come on (coughs) riley what riley curry oh right i was like wait a second we talk (laughs) yes riley curry best quarterback do we really got to mention why he's the best quarterback? Patrick Mahomes, man. Do we, do we really? You know, gotta... we. Um, I'm kind of actually getting sick of speaking about him. I, I think am like too, every a time, bit. like we're talking about him, we're just you know saying how amazing he is. But the the kid is special, man. Listen, I, I... so far this year, uh, 1,200 yards, 14. That is not a mistake. 14 touchdowns, 13 of them in three games. 13 in three games, and another rushing touchdown. So uh, he's been the best quarterback. I mean, I was going to say by far, but it's really not by far. Matt Ryan's been right there as for saying. all the points that you just said before. Uh, but Patty Mahomes, man, for the first quarter of the year, uh, the best fantasy quarterback so far. Yeah, man, he's doing great, averaging twenty eight point eight fantasy points per game. You know what yeah. I thought was kind of quiet too? Quietly, Deshaun Watson's in the top ten right now. Yeah, it's and what of- about Jared Goff? Yes, well, honorable, honorable, honorable mention. He's in the top ten as far as fantasy points per game. Excuse me, because uh, Deshaun Watson averaged twenty two point five fantasy points per game. Jared Goff is getting an honorable mention. He's averaging twenty five point one fantasy points yeah. per game. Fourteen hundred six yards. So he has more yards than Pat- Patty Mahomes. So yeah, Deshaun Watson's eight. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. And Jared Goff is tied actually with the same amount of points as Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, so then, yeah, not, not, we're not going to speak too much about the best quarterback. He deserves it though. Well deserved, and he's uh, he's yeah. setting the NFL on fire right now with this uh, new guy now. Best wide receiver. Best wide receiver. So, 
who is the best wide receiver so far? That's what I'm asking you. Who do you think? I think uh, Michael Thomas. Does the award go to Michael Thomas? Should I just say Kelvin Benjamin for Matt's sake? <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. He gets no. an honorable mention. For he out. does not. Shout out to Matt, the Bills fan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got them. Um, yeah. Uh, we have to start mentioning some Bills fans so Matt doesn't, you know, is a little bit more interested in our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Michael um, Thomas. Michael Thomas. I mean, look, he had a quiet game last week, but yep. even with the quiet game, uh, 44 targets. Averaging about 11 targets per game, which is insane. 42 receptions, 445 yards, and three touchdowns. So the guy's a stud. He's been a monster. And um, I honestly think there's not even anyone that's been close. Maybe Adam Thielen. Uh, but, I mean, look, Michael Thomas so far, head and shoulders above the field. But that's the craziest thing that stands out to me, is that he caught 42 passes of the 44. Yeah. And he had a bad week last week. He has already, uh, you know... You, it, it's, it's, he's averaging 24.5 fantasy points per game. He is tied for seventh most targets mm-hmm. amongst all wide receivers of 44. Tied for seventh most targets. But the catching, the he's catch, catching. The catch rate. 95.5%. Yeah. But the thing is, like, look, I mean, someone's got to do it eventually, but th- that that can't be sustainable. There's no way that's sustainable over 16 games. Maybe. He's, it seems like just had that. You know what it is? Is that maybe he couldn't do that if it wasn't for Drew Brees. Right. But Drew Brees just to see the, seems to know exactly where he's like Drew Brees knows where he's going to be and where Michael Thomas is going to put the defender. Right. You know what I mean? It just seems to have that connection. 90. It, I mean, it's over 40. But he's, you, he's projected for 170 targets. Yeah. And like 160 but you catches. Got, but this is the thing. It's crazy. 44 targets. Mm-hmm. It's not like it just it's it's not like with Nick Chubb last week ran for three times and over the century right, mark. Right. you could totally see that as being an outlier. That's 44 times he's doing the ball. Like I said, it's yeah. seventh amongst targets I, among I all mean, wide look, receivers. Like the guy, it makes sense cuz the guy's a monster physically. He's 63, you know, 250. He's a target monster. Um so yeah, I mean, look, if if there's anyone that could do it, it's him, but look, let's let's see. Those are crazy numbers though. That is that is. And and those 42 catches are the most receptions out of any wide receiver. In the NFL so far, it is yeah. a very well-deserved award. I am very happy as a Michael Thomas owner myself. Yeah. Adam Thielen, you know, quietly having a really good year. Adam Thielen is also up there as well. One of them, and he was, you know, uh, Mike Evans been starting off great. Uh, Golden Tate started off great too, but still, the award goes to clearly Michael. It's just crazy if you think about it. We just so, and obviously, the best running back is the most most valuable fantasy player, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so far, so. They have right now, currently, fantasy wise and arguably NFL wise, arguably NFL wise. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Saints, yeah, but but fantasy wise, they have the best running back and the best wide receiver. Yeah, fantasy wise, at least in the NFL, mm-hmm. you could argue that Alvin Kamara is the best running back. I don't, I'm not going to say he is. I don't right. think he is. So you wouldn't be crazy for making that argument. Yeah, and but but the thing is, I think you're a little crazier for saying Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver because I mean, obviously, it's just like Antonio Brown. Other right. people are so much better than. Oh, but, of course, but, but I mean, look, the narrative may change by the end of the year. It absolutely could change by the end of the year. That, that much talent, but still, fantasy wise, the Saints have the best running back and the best wide receiver All so right. the Saints get back to back awards and you know what's crazy too the best defense award goes to the Bears the Bears it goes to the Bears yeah. I'm giving it to the Bears and I'm giving it to the Bears because I remember it was funny that in the beginning of the year when people were like I'll take the Bears defense I'm like really and I thought that people got so hyped over um, Khalil Mack yeah. they're averaging 21.8 yeah. points he's a, a game he's a difference maker though Flex they're averaging 21.8 yeah. points a game because their defense was was okay to begin with and now you put you know arguably the best defensive player in football on that team and the guy is just so disruptive he's, it seems like he's in the backfield every single play 
Now, now they're averaging that high. Of, I, I, I hear you. hundred percent. I know exactly what you're saying. They're averaging that much of a high pick, and that's mm-hmm. in one league. I know that where, and that's like in the, during the scoring system. That's kind of forgiving to um that that's that's not as brutal because I noticed some leagues like. When the, when the touchdown scored against that team, you start off with ten points, mm-hmm. and one touchdown brings it right down to four. Right, you know, like this is that that's a little league where you know it, it only takes away three points for the first touchdown. Right. So in a more brutal league that I'm in, right. that's very unforgiving to defenses. They're still averaging fourteen point three. Right. This is a league. Excuse me, pardon me. That if you score a touchdown and an extra field goal, they take away seven points automatically. Right. So for the first touchdown, the first field goal, you lose your your defense goes from ten to three right away in this right. league, and they're still in that league averaging, which is my um. FYPM league, mm-hmm. they're still averaging fourteen point three points yeah. a game. That's fantastic. No, great defense. No arguments here. No, they and, definitely and, and plus where they were taking, I don't think they were going to be doing all that. All right, so to wrap up the sh- oh, worst defense by the way. <laughs> Who do you think it goes to? Worst defense. Um, I'd have to say the Chiefs. Um, uh, I'm not giving the award to them. Not to the Chiefs. They can't no. stop anyone. You want to know why I'm not giving the award to them? We get eleven guys and score on the Chiefs. We could, but you want to know why I'm not giving the award to them? Because they weren't drafted to be a high defense. They weren't expected to be a good ah, okay. defense. All right. I, see I would not get, they're not expected to be a good defense. And that's why I said the best defense to the Bears, not so much because they are the best, because they weren't expected to be as good as they were. So who do you got for the worst? The Texans. The Texans, okay. The Texans yeah. are just like, and it's funny. I remember my boy Jose and he hit me up and then he asked me, yo, I'm seeing a bunch of people drop the Texans right now. Why? And I'm like, well, that's because they're going over the Patriots. And it's like the whole entire season. I just don't see him doing well. The only thing that the Texans are doing well is they're in the top 10 for the fewest rushing yards allowed. Now, they haven't really faced a great number of um, of, of running backs, but still, it's just like the way they're doing with the passing. They, they gave up already 11 touchdowns. They gave up already 1,152 yards. That's 288 yards per game. Like, I mean, J.J. Watt's doing what he can with it. But I'm giving them, and this is fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. This is fantasy wise. Once again, I am giving the Texans the worst defense of the year award today. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it's I, I still, clearly I still fantasy wise. Think the Chiefs are, but you know, but but no, because because what you said, they weren't being drafted. So I get it. They're yeah, they're, they're the the biggest buzz for sure. And, and, and yeah, like the Chiefs are average. You know, Chiefs are definitely where they're averaging two point three fantasy points per game, and this is in the unforgiving league. And the the, the Texans are averaging only five points. Right. So, uh, all right. So to wrap up the show, to give two prediction awards. So, who would you predict to be in the future being the most valuable fantasy player for the rest of this year? For the rest of the year. I mean. We're going to say this early because this is our first time we're doing these awards. Right. And then we're going to, but just to let everybody know, fans, we're going to do it for the half mark of the season and then mm-hmm. for the three quarter mark of the season. And then, of course, at the end, then we're going to give like the whole wrap up. Right. But, uh, I think that, um, you know, with, with, uh, marking room coming back, it's going to cut into Kamara's production a little bit. So I won't go Kamara, even though, you know, if he was a lead back in that, you know, it would be, he may run away with it. But I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, he's up there. You think he's going to – I mean, listen, he came down to earth real – like a lot last week in the big Monday night stage against the Broncos. Yeah, but he even in that game, Flex, he he showed a lot, man. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. He showed, remember, he this is fantasy-wise, not right. just best player. No, no, I get it. But, I mean, look, the, the thing is, like, everything's aligning for him to just put up these numbers because their defense is terrible. Right. You know what I mean? So he's going to be in shootouts pretty much every year. Like, they're the way they're going to want to beat teams is, like, they're going to beat everyone 45-42. to 42. He it looks like even right now next year he's going to be a top four round pick. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You know, which for a quarterback is insane. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, with the weapons that he has, I don't see any reason why he's going to slow down. So. I'm still giving it to Kamara. You're still going to give it to Kamara? I'm still giving it to Kamara. I just think because 
the, Sean Payton is using every weapon of his offense mm-hmm. to the best of their abilities. And even with Ingram back, I think it's just going to help Kamara more. Well, let me ask you. Put a put a prediction on how many touches Ingram's got gets weekly. He's, uh, I, I don't know. 15? Maybe less, I'd say. Less than 15? I'd say less. Because right. I, I would say take less, the over on that because but... Ingram is not going to be the pass catching guy, you know, like he—that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's not going to get the rush. I mean, he's a rusher, and he's not going to get yeah. all those rushing attempts because even Kamara is the main guy, and you know he's he's getting he, he only had one game, he only had two games so far with more than 15 touches, right? You know what I mean? And one of them barely at 16 and 19. So. Right, but I'm, I'm game script wise, you know what I mean? Because last year their formula was you know to get out to the lead, then you know grind out Kamara, and Kamara was getting all the goal line work. You know, I, so. I just still see Kamara being the most fantasy productive though going forward. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I get it. I understand your point. Biggest bust going forward, who do you think would be? The biggest bust going forward? Last, um, uh, the award's already done, but this last prediction. You know what? I've, I've been saying it all year. I wanted no part of him. I'm going to say David Johnson. Really? You, think he's gonna be the big, you don't think he's going to be doing, getting better? Flex, he was a consensus, you know, top four pick. And you don't think he's going to get – exactly. I think, so I think, with a I talent think, like that to be a top four I pick, think you don't that think he'll, he'll get I think he'll get better, but I just think that the cards are so bad for being like – I think at the end of the year, he's going to have borderline RB2 numbers. But I, 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 I hear you. And I, for I, me, I, that's a bust. I hear you. I just I just don't understand how like he's, get, he's averaging 14.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. And if you say he's gonna get better, I mean, if you get better, you're gonna do. No, but well. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get better, though. You just said I think he's gonna do better. You just said that. Um, I mean, look, we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> My biggest bust uh, for the end of the year, I think, and it's sad to say, I think it's gonna be Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's gonna be the it's not right from the injury. Not right with the injury. The offensive line is so so. It's just that Kirk Cousins is doing so well throwing the ball to all the weapons that he has on that mm-hmm. team. I just. I think that's the way it's going to keep going. Unless he gets more involved in the passing game, Dalvin Cook. I just, I just think with the, with the new offensive coordinator and you know, new you know, and and not for nothing. Also, the defense hasn't looked good the past two games. Yeah. They looked bad against the Bills. They were, you know, well against the Rams. I mean, everybody looked bad against the mm-hmm. Rams. But still, I just think Dalvin. That's my prediction for the end of the year. Dalvin Cook to be the biggest bust of the year. And I was going to say Kareem Hunt, but I was like, ah, flex. That's because you just you just didn't like him to begin with. Yeah, you weren't big on Kareem. Uh, all right, you want to go just get us out of here? All right. So once again, party people, that is our award show. That is the first quarter. The first quarter of the NFL. And what an entertaining quarter it's been so far. Fantastic so far. It's been a lot of fun, but a lot of fun doing this uh, podcast here. Remember, once again, follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast BFB, Fantasy Life app at Better Fantasy Bureau. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate us, comment us. SoundCloud. I know we were supposed to have a giveaway today, and it just didn't get to work out the way I explained it, but it's okay. I promise you. By our next episode there, we will have a big giveaway. We'll be back Friday. We'll be back Friday. We'll record another one to give you set up for your lineups for week five. Yeah. And we will have a giant giveaway to give one there. Uh, so follow us, party people. Listen up. Little teaser there. Well done, Flex. A giant giveaway. I, I, I didn't, didn't think want, I caught that. I did I, yeah, but I didn't want you to say that. <laughs> okay. Go on, Charlie. Stay tuned, Bureau. Bureau, we'll see you next week. Peace, party people. <laughs>